All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here, and uh, bringing back Dan from a couple weeks ago on our college football episode. Dan, how are you, man? Oh, great, buddy. Nice to be back, and uh, nice to see your, your ugly mug through the other end of the phone. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we had a, what's the word I'm looking for, kind of a a somber college football episode a couple weeks back, <laughs> and yeah. I, I don't think... Uh, at the time, we didn't know if we were going to be having this conversation, you know, what we're having today. So we're here to break down Michigan's schedule and then Ohio State's schedule and kind of kind of go from there. So, uh, you know, I'm in my Michigan hoodie. You're in your Michigan jersey. I mean, we're feeling we're feeling good right now. But uh, as we're breaking down these games, the the mood might change, especially for maybe for you. So what do you think? Right. Uh, absolutely, because yeah, like you like you mentioned, when we did that first episode together. Um, everything was still in the balance, you know, and uh, we weren't having Pac-12 football. We weren't having Big Ten football. And, you know, Austin PA is on prime time playing against Middle Tennessee State or something like that. And college football was still like college football. And to me, honestly, like right now, it still hasn't hit me yet because it's just how the strange times we're in. So uh, I think after this episode and – uh, listen to a few uh, analysts talk on it just in general. I think I'll start getting into the spirit. But, yeah, it is It is definitely nice to be uh, – nice to know that on the horizon, uh, college football for us in our area will be back. Yeah, for me, I mean, just in my fandom, that really hit its peak in probably 2005 into 2006. You know, the last time I watched a football game was – January 1. They played on New Year's Day, right? When they played yeah. Bama. Yeah. Yep. So we're talking January 1. And traditionally, you would have the spring game sometime in April, usually around my birthday, some time frame. And we had we didn't have that. That was canceled. Yep. And then you have football kicking off usually around Labor Day, the first week of September. Obviously, that's not here. So now we're just in this like Gosh, everybody else is playing around us. The NFL season's in a full swing, and we don't have Michigan football. But now we do. It's well, at least it sounds like it in the next uh, ten days or so. And uh, let's go ahead and just get right into the schedule. What do you think? Absolutely. All right. So first off, before we even you know before we even get into game one, let's uh, let's start here. Shea Patterson's gone. He's he's out in Ann Arbor. He went into the draft and. Uh, did not get drafted, unfortunately. Got picked up by Kansas City, and his story at this point is still unwritten. But Michigan looks like they have moved on from Dylan McCaffrey. Uh, looks like he has entered the transfer portal, and it sounds like Joe Milton's going to be the guy. What's your initial reaction with that news? Well, um, I have a favorite of either Dylan McCaffrey or Joe Milton. I thought... It would have been a quarterback battle through uh, the entire camp. And I thought Dylan McCaffrey would have gotten the the nod at least week one or at least on the first couple drives um, just based on game experience. I don't – I mean, it's – you got hardly any film on, on Joe Milton other than, you know, coming in to clean up Rutgers at the end, you know. But uh, from what I hear, uh, he's – putting holes in the receiver's hands because he's got bullets, but it, it will be, it remains to be seen on how he, on how he pans out. So, um, I mean, 
the quarterback carousel in Ann Arbor under the Jim Harbaugh uh, era is is everlasting here. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. I, for me personally, uh, dating back to, gosh, dating back to, I feel like two years ago, I've wanted Joe Milton to be the guy. I thought he presented the highest upside as far as what Michigan's able to do um, in the run game, in the in the deep passing game. And once they turned Shea loose last year, the, the offense was much more fun to watch versus the first four to five or six weeks, whatever it was. It was almost abysmal to watch. And once they got Shea going and passing in the quote-unquote speed in space, and that it became, it began to be eventful and almost promising. And I, I just felt like Joe Milton always presented a matchup nightmare. And I've, I've personally always thrown out the name Cam Newton. That was well before New England and just his body size and all that. And the coaching staff uh, has thrown that name out there too. You know, yep. other people ever, you know, there's been uh, Urban Meyer, I believe, also threw out the name Cam Newton. Like he just reminds him of Cam, just how physically big he is and dominant. And uh, we'll see. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's a junior quarterback that has uh, not too much, not too many reps under his belt. Uh, last year, I actually have his numbers in front of me. He was three of seven for 59 yards and one touchdown and one interception. And he also ran the ball. Uh, just a few times, five times for 16 yards, and he got a touchdown. So very minimal time, very minimal. Right, we have not right. seen a whole lot of Joe Milton. But traditionally, you don't see a lot of quarterbacks in college football prior to their starts. You know, we didn't see Justin Fields almost anything. And last year he comes out and he throws for 41 touchdowns, three picks, and it's incredible. So with that said, at Minnesota, October 24th, it's going to be a night game, 7.30-ish, I think, is the start time on the East yeah. Coast. What, what do you think? What do you think? It's a little brown jug. Well, um, PJ, let's just say uh, real quick, though, PJ Fleck, with the job he's done there, um, putting Minnesota back into uh, national, the national spotlight, because uh, uh, was it? Uh, this is, what, his third year? I want to say it's his third, yeah. I think that's it. I think that sounds right. And, and, and I believe in his first year, he took down Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken. Or yeah, was they like, yeah. they weren't project they weren't predicted to do much, and he had a couple of big wins. I want to say in that first yeah. year. So he's he builds his culture. He's a big culture guy with the you know row your row the boat and all that stuff, which is huge. And to get his Minnesota Golden Gophers uh, where they're at now is has been tremendous. But uh, with the COVID season, if you want to call it that, it, it, I wouldn't say home home field advantage really makes a whole lot of difference anymore, um, especially with teams like Penn State. But with Minnesota, I think it's just going to come toe-to-toe with the strength talent level. Um, Michigan's going to have more uh, athletes and more talent on their side of the, of the, the ball. But – Going into that game, I think this could be a toss-up. My overall prediction uh, for Michigan, we'll get to that later, but um, I think this could honestly go either way. I think uh, if we did this 100 times, I think Michigan gets Minnesota uh, like 99 times out of 100, maybe 96 times out of 100. So I will take Michigan here, but this is going to be a very tight game, I think. P.J. Fleck will have these boys ready. I mean, they've had all this time to prepare, and uh, I think this is going to be 
neck and neck. And if you look at the Jim Harbaugh matchups uh, with Minnesota since he's been here, it's come down to the wire in every game, essentially. Like, uh, I think the, the 2015 game, um, Minnesota was literally like on the five-yard line and they couldn't punch it in because they let 10 seconds run off the clock. At home, right? Yeah, the quarterback, Mitch Leidner, is yeah. Uh, he's under center and he's getting the, the play lined up and he must not have been aware of the time. So Michigan kind of dodged a bullet there. And uh, um, But we'll, we'll, enough of my talking. Let's, uh, let's hear your side. Well, you know, first off, college football is extremely hard to predict. And um, it's not like the NFL, so there's not a ton of fantasy football. So I'm not going to try and get into a ton of names here. But Minnesota loses a uh, All Big Ten. He might even have been an All American. Uh, Winfield's boy to the NFL draft. He's balling sure. out for Tampa Bay. Huge piece on defense. They lost their number two receiver and their number one receiver returned, but is now sitting out due to the whole COVID situation. So they're really without their top two targets from last year. Uh, as, as a team that had a lot of success throwing the ball last year, I would look for Minnesota to take a slight step back. They do return their QB, I believe. Uh, I don't know. I like Michigan to win this game, and I don't have a great argument as to why, because I'm with you. I think this is close, especially – the fact that it's it's week one, regardless of the fact that it's big time play, it's week one. So everybody's playing undefeated and wants to get that first W. Um, and it's only big 10 play. So, I mean, every win is going to matter so much right now. And PJ Flack has, he's instilled this will that they can beat anybody. And this is questionably a top two rivalry for, for Minnesota. You know, I think this falls somewhere in the line of three to four for Michigan. But, I mean, I don't know. Big, huge game. Huge, huge, huge game. But I think it's going to fall a lot on the fact that Minnesota doesn't return a lot of star receivers. Michigan doesn't return pretty much anybody in the secondary. So, it's that might be a push. I like Michigan to run the ball and hopefully pick up the W. Hopefully, we see Milton in a promising start. And I wish this wasn't week one. I wish we were playing Rutgers or Indiana or even Michigan State week one. Uh, Minnesota is a tough, a tough pull. And uh, I don't know. I, I hope it's a W. All right now I'm going to predict it's a W. But outside of of Michigan fandom here, I'd have a hard time selling you that they're going to for sure win this. It's going to be a close one for sure. Gotcha. And when you say the number one, number two, uh, uh, Rashad so, Bateman is the one that's not coming back, correct? So uh, is it Tyler Johnson? I think he went yep. to the draft, right? Yep. And then Bateman, that's like, I couldn't remember his name. He announced he was returning. And then to my knowledge, he has announced he's sitting out. Is that, are you reading that there? Um, right, right now, I, I know their third receiver, Demetrius Douglas, is, uh, it looks like he's just not playing anymore at all. So if, if Bateman is not playing, then they're they they're going to be looking for some holes to fill on the wide receiver. But, big time, big time. It, yep. I don't think I don't think enough people are talking about it. I think we all assume Minnesota is going to be good again, but it is going to be a massive hole to fill, and they're they're losing questionably their best defensive player in Winfield as well. So but yes, yeah. uh, yes, you're correct. Um, uh, he he opted out of the 2020 season. That's what I did. Th- I thought that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's huge. I mean, Minnesota. 
truthfully, they're they're throwing to people that probably didn't have a whole lot of reps last year. And Minnesota was a very successful team. I think they did knock off uh, Penn State and then lost Wisconsin. They knocked off Wisconsin, lost to Penn State. Regardless, they're capable of beating good teams. But uh, I don't know. I like Michigan to win this one. Again, it's it's the road environment's not going to matter. There's not going to be a crowd. Right. So I'm not I'm not huge on that. The fact that it's a nighttime game in Minnesota doesn't do anything for me. I think this is a who who wants it more. And I, I personally believe Michigan wants it just a tad bit more here. We'll see. Right. And I think they're just more talented, really. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And speaking of talent, we're going to get right into this second one here. Halloween, we don't have a start time for it yet. Michigan, Michigan State, or Little Brothers, we like to call them. I don't know. Uh, Michigan State, <laughs> a lot of question marks. A lot of question marks. New coach, new regime. Uh, personally, it's a rivalry game, so I don't want to say it's going to be a blowout, but I find it hard-pressed to have anybody assume that Michigan State has a fighting chance. Yeah, um, Michigan State, obviously, going the Mel Tucker route, and I think, personally, uh, that is uh, kind of a lateral move. Um, didn't really put up winning records at Colorado, if I'm not he came from Colorado. Yeah. I think this is just kind of a – a man higher. Um, Colorado's always been solid, though. They've always been solid, much like right. Michigan State. Much like Michigan State. Right, and and they're going to have Rocky Lombardi as their starting quarterback, and uh, unless he improves with the offensive coordinator and and the prep this off season, I'm not one bit worried or scared about Rocky Lombardi. Um, the one thing that D'Antonio was always able to do at Michigan State. Uh, is not only take them to the heights that the school has never seen before, but was always able to put a championship defense on that on on the field every year, year in year out. And as far as Michigan State would go, it would all go on to the quarterback play. And so when Michigan State and D'Antonio had poor quarterback play, the program suffered. Um, so when you see Kirk Cousins and Connor Cook, that's when they excelled. This year. Um, I don't. I think it's going to be kind of like the 2012 season. I think they're going to have a a, a, man, a pretty decent defense. I don't think their offense is going to be anywhere near uh, being able to compete with the cream of the crop of the Big Ten. Um, and a little context is as we go through these lists, and especially when you know Ohio State's uh, schedule later on. I'm um, we, we kind of touched on in the last episode. As a Michigan fan, I like to consider myself realistic. Uh, and the the homers and the slappies who are on the other side of the fence in Michigan and the Michigan fandom uh, call me fair weather or neg or too negative. And you're kind of on the slappy, but you're more moderate. Yeah. You kind you understand where the gimmicks come from. And I I'll dig I digress. But the point is is I'm going to tell you how it is. And uh, Michigan is going to w- win this game. Uh, they're playing at home. So again, the home field advantage, uh, home field advantage doesn't mean too much here, but, uh, I think this could be a double digit win. Um, I hate to predict, I, I don't want to predict that and then <laughs> get let down, but, um, I just don't see any firepower to match. Um, but I could be wrong. I mean, a lot of these times, these games are neck and neck. Uh, there is occasional blowout win here or there, but. Of course, when you watch this game, you're going to see that ESPN stat that they show up every year, the record of blah, 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 
whoever leads the game in rushing like wins the game 90% of the time, but uh, it'll be, it'll be nice to see. Yeah. I mean, we touched on this uh, back in the other college football preview episode, you know, Harbaugh is a, a muffed punt and a monsoon with John O'Corn away from being undefeated in, the, in this rivalry game. Right now, this is the most ahead of Michigan State he's ever been. I think that would be extremely hard to deny. Uh, where they sit right now versus where Michigan State, the, the gap is so large. And a lot of that's because of coaching changes and whatever not. But I don't know. A lot of it's going to have to do with offensive line play. Michigan loses a few different linemen to the NFL draft. Uh, you know, the, the secondary is questionable. Uh, the defensive line returns, that's, that's the one positive. Um, a couple of uh, solid contributors in the receiving game returning. Pretty much the entire running game is returning. That's a good thing. There's backs everywhere returning. I don't know. I like Michigan to, to win comfortable. I don't, we're not going to throw a lot of score predictions out today. That's not what we're going to do, but I do. I am with you double digits comfortable. However it comes, uh, hell, I would love to see like a 30 to three, 30 to zero. I would love that. Yeah, I, and I think it's possible personally, but, uh, the fact that it's a rivalry game, Michigan state's going to come to play. Mel Tucker's got a lot to prove and he needs the, we'll see, we'll see where he takes this rivalry as far as where Michigan state plays. If Michigan plays their ass off and they still lose, that's not a good sign for Michigan fans because maybe they just found another coach that takes this, this rivalry more serious or as serious or, you know, cause that's one thing you can't say about Antonio, but he took the, he took the, the rivalry to, to the extreme. Absolutely. He it took was it a personal. Super Bowl. He was a he Super Bowl. Yep. Absolutely. And then, you know, Spartans, they got the they got the, the vicious Rucker Scarlet Knights week one. So they're gonna yeah. most likely beat one and oh and Michigan nah. will beat will do I th- dude, there's no way Michigan State's gonna beat to there's, lose to Rutgers. I uh, I think I think they might honestly be underdogs in Vegas. In in Vegas, maybe. In the betting know. odds. I, the betting odds, I think, I actually have Rutgers favored. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, I guess I'll say, and I, I, I believe that Michigan State will take care of business against Rutgers. So, we, we're, we're going to have uh, a hungry Spartan team. I mean, uh, so I, mean, I don't know how much of a culture guy Mel Tucker is, but um, the players that are left behind in the wake of, of D'Antonio, these guys are going to come hungry again comfortable win but um as a michigan fan when i see u of m walk in the end zone on a play i want to step on their neck while they can't breathe i want to just i want to put them to pound town and so uh i'm ready yeah moving on to week three uh this is an interesting matchup because michigan has first off they're at indiana uh again the the time the kickoff time is not announced yet but I don't have the stat in front of me, but Michigan has not lost at Indiana versus Indiana in a it's a long period of time. Been a while. It's definitely it's been, been a, while. a very long time. It's and the one a, thing Rich Rodriguez did not snap. Or yeah, he did yeah. not lose Indiana. So <laughs> the, the the streak against Indiana dates back into like the eighties or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have and that. I, I would assume that that it also stays that way. Uh, Indiana, you know, they, they weren't, they weren't much special last year. 
they had a couple of solid runners. Uh, they used a couple of different quarterbacks. They didn't really have anything. Um, what's the word? I'm lo- I mean, nothing. They used two different quarterbacks, one through for 13 touchdowns, one through for 10. Uh, I'm sure there's injuries because one played 11 games, one played six. Uh, there, there's, there's some issues there. I think Michigan is just more talented. And this will be their last, quote unquote, easier game before we get into Wisconsin. I think they take care of business here. Uh, I think they do too, um, but uh, Indiana is always the team that will not will they will go down swinging. Um, the, ever, I mean, really since um, Kevin Wilson, uh, who's no longer there. Kevin Wilson was from 2011 to 2016, but uh, from 2011 to to now, Indiana has has really played Michigan tough and. The coach now, Tom Allen, defensive-minded. Um, you know, whether the score is a blowout or not, it, it doesn't ever actually indicate what uh, transpired on the field because um, it's very gritty. I mean, we it was a couple years ago we had uh, um, Chase Winovich uh, and the Indiana offensive linemen were cleating each other, and that created some controversy, uh, some dirty play there. So they're – Tom Allen does not like U of M and he would love nothing more to, to beat them. Uh, you know, I mean, you and I, we were in Bloomington for the 2017 game or whatever. And that game came down to damn near overtime. So, um, yeah, I think, I think their, their old starting quarterback, Peyton Ramsey, I think he transferred to some, I think he transferred within the conference somewhere. I can't remember what team. Uh, so I, I mean, I don't really have a, a scouting report on the roster here, but, um, uh, I think, uh, again, Michigan moves on, but it'll be a dog fight. If it's not a dog fight, I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting game, but ultimately I think this is, uh, this is just one of those games that Michigan will chalk up a W. Now we're, we're going to start getting into some tougher ones here in a second, but uh, I think this one, Minnesota, in my opinion, is a coin flip. Michigan State, in my opinion, is going to be on the easier side, though it is a rivalry game. Indiana is going to be more on the Indian, uh, on the easier side. And then we're going to be back home uh, week four, November 14th. Again, kickoff time is not decided uh, against Wisconsin. And Wisconsin's season kind of ended uh, not the way they wanted. I think back-to-back losses to Ohio State or two losses within a couple weeks of each other. Um, what do you think about Wisconsin? They, do, they lose Jonathan Taylor. That's they huge. Do. That's they, huge. They, lose, they lose Jonathan Taylor, but um, the thing about Wisconsin is they, no matter who's there, they always have beefy linemen. Yep. They always have a bell cow running back, and they always have a quarterback they don't ask a lot of. Yeah. And David David Cohn, uh, this is David Cohn. Um, I'm thinking of his uh, or Jack Cohn. Jack Cohn. Uh, yeah. Jack Cohn. He's a senior. Doesn't really throw the ball a whole lot, but he's a game manager. Uh, I think last year, 2,700 yards, 18 touchdowns, five picks. That is literally an elite level right there of Wisconsin-style quarterback. But yeah, um, uh, they, they they got a really solid defense. They're um, they lose a couple wide receivers, uh, or not? I don't know if they lose a couple wide receivers, but they have. Um, I think I believe they was it rushing. I can't think of the guy's name, but uh, defensively, they'll put themselves in probably the Big Ten championship game. Uh, but 
this is a game where I think Michigan is going to um, struggle with. Um, it's kind of hard to predict because it seems like the last few seasons and kind of like with Penn State, Michigan and Wisconsin are trading blows back and forth. Whoever the home team is takes care of business handedly. And then seems the like it. Year, yeah. And the following year, the, the favors returned with uh, with this one. Uh, it's coming down to the trenches. Uh, Wisconsin's offensive line and uh, Michigan's D line. Michigan's D line, they lose a couple, but they have a lot of depth to play with. They but do. They a, a lot of a lot of guys are going to step up. Like Donovan Jeter on U of M's D line hasn't really done much. Uh, it's it's senior his, year for him. Tenure. He needs he needs yeah. to he needs to definitely step up. Quitty pay. Got a lot of playing time last year. Absolute stud. He'll probably be in contention for leading the, the team in sacks. And Aiden Hutchinson got a lot of playing time last year, and he's going to be returning. I yeah. like the I like what the D line brings as far as as far as what they're returning and what they're able to uh, to do up front. Yep, Chris Hinton is another one, and, and uh, so Chris Hinton and Aiden Hutchinson, those two uh, sophomore and junior, are going to really have to make an impact. But yes, Donovan Jeter that. And even uh, even Carlo Kemp, he's a senior too, and Carlo Kemp has gotten a lot of playing time, but he's he's that type of guy that's not, I wouldn't say, really a stat stuffer. So um, they got to have a big task here, and I think this is going to be a, a swing game, and this could go honestly either way. I feel like Wisconsin may uh, have this one though. So you're taking Wisconsin here. I am like fifty. Uh, it's so close. I I I. I I don't know. <laughs> so let's 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 say this. So, uh, the the gentleman that should be replacing Jonathan Taylor in his two thousand yards from scrim, uh, two thousand yards rushing. Sorry, not from scrimmage. Two thousand yards rushing and twenty one touchdowns is going to be a Nakia Watson. Uh, he played in all fourteen games last year. He carried the ball seventy four times for three thirty and two touchdowns. Uh, I'll take Michigan's chances here. I think they might have a slip up here in a minute. I'll we'll mention that in a second, but I don't think this one's it. I think they will take care of business in this one, especially because it's at home. And again, not not that the fans are going to be a, a big factor here, but the fact that they don't have to travel, the fact that it's still uh still the big house. I'm sure they'll still have the the pregame festivities where they're running out of the tunnel and and tapping the banner. And I'm going to give them the edge just for just for stuff like that, you know, and. Uh, yeah, I I trust it'll be interesting because if this team's able to throw it, and they they do, uh, what is it, set set Sepus, their top Cephas. receiver, Cephas, yeah. Cephas. So their their top receiver is definitely a an issue. He has been, um, I believe he's returning. M- Michigan's secondary is definitely questionable. I would I would I would definitely say that. Um. I don't know. This is one of those games where a defensive a defensive turnover could cause could could end the game. So I, I like Michigan in this one too. I uh, I'm not ready to give them a loss quite yet. Moving on, November 21st at Rutgers. Not a lot to say here. I think this. this is, <laughs> I, I mean. Let, let's be fair. Let's tell it how it is. I think this is where Michigan, any issues they've had, 
whether it be at Minnesota or versus Michigan State at Indiana versus Wisconsin, especially if they're coming off a loss at Wisconsin, like you potentially think they might be. Uh, this is the game where they get everything right, get the offense straight, and uh, and put forth a great game plan going against Penn State the following week. I think it's a W. I think so too. And and poor 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 Rutgers. Uh, Greg Schiano's back there, and um, you know. Richard Ash, the former Ohio State assistant, went there and and had no didn't really have success. I mean, the Rutgers to turn that program around it would need an Urban Meyer level type of person to even make that program competitive. It's you know the Rutgers. Uh, I mean, I mean they could probably be the tenth best team in the MAC, and I'm not trying to 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 step on them while they can't breathe. But I mean, it's Rutgers, and um, I mean you go do a Rutgers breakdown and try to go ahead and, and pick a win somewhere. Uh, these guys are going to be just an absolute body bag uh, through the entire schedule. Until they beat Michigan State. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, I'll be wearing a Ray Rice Rutgers jersey when they, when they play the Spartans. Yeah, Ray Rice, man. Knock, knock Michigan State out. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along here. This is this is a big one. November twenty eighth, uh, home against Penn State. It here's the thing. This this rivalry has has been true to one thing. The home team typically gets the upper hand. And uh, we don't we don't have a time on this one. I can't foresee it being at night. Not that it's gonna matter. Uh, I don't know. Here's the thing. I had this game going one of two ways. If Michigan is 5-0, and which I believe they will be, this game might be a slip-up. Might be a loss. Trace McSorley's still back. I believe he's a senior now. No, Correct? no, no. They had, last year they had, they had a new guy last year. Uh, uh, your buddy Brad will know who it is. Uh, hold on. Sean Clifford. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Trace is gone. That's right. Sean Clifford last year threw 2,600 yards, 23 TDs, and seven picks. And That's right. That's right. So, You're yeah. right. Yep. So, yeah, you know, here's the, here's the thing. This is an interesting game because I think if Michigan has a loss either to Minnesota or to Wisconsin, then they win this game. But being 5-0, and it's just with Michigan's, with Michigan's history over the last couple of years, this game seems like a loss to me. And they always, always, always seem to lose one one to two weeks before Ohio State. It just it just has been that way. Even in 20, 2016, when they had the elite defense and they came in at uh, Iowa. Played the Iowa game. Uh, it just They're... seems – and it's usually a road game, to be fair. It is usually a road game, and this one won't be. But – I don't know. I just this Penn State game has. I just have it circled because if they yeah. if they have a lo- if they haven't had a loss, and I personally believe they will start five and zero. Oh, I think they're better than the five teams, and I think they're probably better than Penn State too. But it's just one of those games where Josh Franklin's always played pretty well against Michigan outside of playing at Michigan. I don't know. Well, he'll have the boys ready for some reason. I think he takes this rivalry pretty personal. What do you think? Well, um, Penn State, they're probably, in my opinion, probably the second-best team in the Big Ten this year. Um, I think like the – I think you have to take into consideration, like the NFL this season, um, I think the good teams 
this year in the NFL, and I think it's going to translate to the college football at least. I don't know, maybe maybe in the Big Ten because the the SEC and the ACC we've seen some upsets, but I think the teams that are going to succeed are the ones that have continuity um, on their side. People who've been in the system uh, for two years or more. Um, and we go, I think Sean Clifford, I mean, this is going to be a second year and he's been in the system for a little bit. Uh, I think Penn state is just, I really, their weakness is going to be wide receiver. They lose what KJ Hamler. Yeah. Um, and so maybe why, I mean, if that's as a weakness, I think it's just going to be the wideouts. Uh, again, just like Wisconsin, and I feel like this is going to be a swing game. Could go either way. Yeah, blows. Something's going to happen. Um, and again, it's we just keep hitting it because it's true. The home field advantage is not. I mean, they might be pumping crowd noise in like the NFL, uh, and I don't know if that really means anything. I remember uh, someone in the NHL was saying during the NHL playoffs that it, to them it felt like an exhibition game. So I don't know what the feeling is going to be like on the field. Uh, in, in this one, a lot of the Southern schools in the SEC and the ACC have damn near a full stadium right now uh, with with the virus ramping up down there. So, yeah, um, I feel like this is just going to be 50 50. Um, I will say this. What... I will say this. This is going to be the latest these two teams have played potentially ever. Mm-hmm. OK. And. Late November, it's going to be 30-ish degrees out in Michigan. It's going to be cold, okay? Battle up front, in the trenches, you know? Who's able to run the ball? Who's able to get that extra yardage? Um, gosh, I I don't know. I have a lot of promising things to, to say about Michigan coming into this year because I'm, I'm extremely high on Joe Milton, and – you know, we'll we'll talk here the the big game in a minute, but I don't. I like Michigan's chances in this game, but for some reason, to me, it's it's probably a slip up. So, and like you said, I think a lot of people have Penn State as the number two team in the Big Ten this year. So, moving right along, uh, December fifth, again, no kickoff time, Maryland, in Ann Arbor. It's their last home game of the year. It'll be senior day for a couple of kids. Uh, I think Michigan, they take care of business here. Uh, obviously, they'll have a, a, a massive game the following week, but I think they take I don't think this is an overlooked game. This is this is Maryland. It's not really uh, – even if they played pretty rough, they're still going to take care of Maryland, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it looks like – uh, Josh Jackson. So they'll have a senior quarterback. Yep. Uh, I believe. So they're they lost McFarland. They're gonna they lost McFarland. They're not gonna be too short on on um on experience, but it comes down to a talent play. I'm really I think we have to spend a whole lot here. I think this is gonna be a Michigan uh, W uh, right before uh, the game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, before we get into uh, Michigan Ohio State, we're gonna we're gonna start with Ohio State's twenty twenty schedule, and we're gonna work our way down, and then we'll talk about the big game here in a minute. Uh, let's start with Ohio State and uh, their Week One matchup, October twenty fourth, which is in roughly nine or so days, and uh, they're gonna play Nebraska at twelve noon on Fox. Uh, I don't I don't see this one going any other way, but 
Uh, first off, let's let's just go ahead and give the obvious here. They lose a 2,000-yard rusher in J.K. Dobbins. He's gone. He's playing for the Ravens right now. It is said by a lot of Ohio State fans that Master Teague's going to be the guy. Okay, he's going to take over the load. They return their Heisman um, hopeful, Justin Fields at quarterback, 41 touchdowns, three picks, like I said a minute ago. Uh, this team is – nobody talks about the receiving core enough. They lose K.J. Hill, who uh, had scored 10 touchdowns last year, but to be honest, he's probably he probably wasn't even their second-best receiver. I think he just was probably more of a veteran. Uh, they returned Chris Olave, Benjamin Victor, Garrett Wilson. Uh, this team is absolutely loaded at wide receiver, and they, they recruit more. <laughs> Uh, the defense, there's a lot of big names that are, that are returning to Sean Wade. I think still trying to get approval. I think he's going to play though, but, uh, I think they obliterate Nebraska. I don't think it's close. Uh, I agree. Um, Scott Frost has, has got, drew a tough, do draw, excuse me, Scott Frost drew draw four on his first Uno card, uh, with this matchup, even though, um, I don't know. It's it's going to be a rough one. I think Nebraska is going to have kind of a, a a roller coaster of a season, I believe. But with Ohio State getting Sean Wade back, uh, looks like that is absolutely huge. Tough Borland comes back on linebacker, and again, it's Ohio State. I mean, since uh, the electric uh, the electric light bulb was invented, they just reload. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, Come on, say LED. Say LED. Dude, (laughs) all right. So, coming up, I don't want to say youngster, but growing up, you know, when you'd watch the Michigan Ohio State game and you'd see that, oh, Ohio State, oh, dude, uh, Troy Smith, this is going to be his last year. Troy Smith leaves and then we can finally win a game. And then uh, they just just reload. And so, uh, I. Ohio State. I mean, we can go through the whole schedule, but I already know every game. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, hopefully this one gets you at least thinking. Uh, Saturday, Halloween, October thirty first. They visit Penn State on the road. Uh, time does time isn't announced, but to be honest, it doesn't matter. I don't care if it's a night game; it's not going to matter. There ain't going to be any fans there. Where are you at on this one? Do you think this was? Uh, Obviously, if you think Ohio State wins, that's fine. But where are you at as far as uh, how close this one is? We're we, time will tell. This is going to decide uh, or set the tone for the mid part of this uh, schedule here. Um, again, number one and number two, respectively, in the conference, in our opinions, that this is going to be a primetime showdown. So. Probably going to be night game, yeah. And it'd be funny to see instead of the whiteout, you'll see one of those. Those uh, those inflatables that that they blow air in at uh, car dealerships and they just dance around and they'll have like white <laughs> t-shirts on or something like that. But uh, I think it's gonna be a great. I think it's gonna be a great game and it's gonna be a tight ball game. I think uh, I think just Ohio State's gonna take this W. Uh, Justin Fields um, is that he just did so much this off season to bring the season. I mean, he did the protesting, did the uh, petitioning he did a lot to get this season uh, uh back in full circle here i think he's just really motivated i think justin fields is gonna have a huge year i think he's gonna have a big game here i think uh ohio state wins this one uh by single digits but buckeyes are moving on 2-0 all 
Yeah, I I don't know that it's going to be super close. I would give Penn State more of a chance if, for, in fact, there was a full stadium. Outside of this, this is just practice for for Ohio State. I think they just blow blow through them. <laughs> I, I'm being serious. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying they're going to win by 30, but I don't think it's close. I think they win comfortably the whole time. Um, you know, for for what Ohio State is returning, teams are going to have a hard time defending them uh, when they're throwing the ball. Ohio State's receivers are extremely talented. Uh, the running game, obviously, well, I'm sure we'll see. It, it, like you just said, they reload every year. So whether it's whether it's T or whether it's somebody else, or doesn't really matter. But I think Ohio State wins this one fairly comfortable, comfortably. And unfortunately, these next several games, you're gonna Ohio State fans are gonna be listening to this. They're gonna think I'm just blowing them off. But this is the this game right here. It's one of two, in my opinion, that there's even gonna be conversation about a potential potential and i'm not saying they're going to but a potential loss i mean penn state has a chance of upsetting ohio state do i think it's going to happen probably not uh but let's go let's go ahead and get into this next one november 7th versus Rutgers at home 80 nothing uh, yeah they're gonna blow them this, out the they're gonna blow the bridges off them this is gonna be like uh if you still have ncaa 14 in your xbox and you turn it on and it's on rookie level and then you basically just streak olave every play yeah and then you just take um, Master Teague and you just do a halfback draw. This game's going to be a blowout. And again, yeah. Rut- Rutgers is just going to be a body bag for literally everybody in the Big Ten. Except besides... Michigan State. <laughs> Except Michigan State. <laughs> and I, w- I almost was about to say Illinois, but Illinois is on the come up. So I, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough. It, this, this game doesn't even matter. This is just a warm up. Uh, November, November 14th at Maryland. Same here. Michigan you know, two years ago, this was a two years ago with Dwayne Haskins. This was a fun one. This won't be fun. Ohio State will blow them out. Blow them out. And, and the thing is, is uh, was it uh, twenty? Uh, was it no? Was it last year or was it two years ago where Maryland was a play away from beating Ohio State? It was two years ago with Haskins. It was two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So Maryland, obviously not the same team at that point, but <clears throat> pity. They they gave up a 300 yard rusher in that game. That ain't happening in this one. It, no, it, this is this is a different football team. They'll blow through this. It, you know, as we're as we're going through these games too, just thinking about what what field stats could look like for these for these eight or so games. Uh, if they, truthfully, he wanted to come back. He wanted to try and win a, a national championship and win a Heisman Trophy. They're gonna have to ask him to pass because. They're going to be up in every single one of these games. It's pretty disrespectful if you're up 40 and you're still throwing it downfield. So it'll be it'll be interesting if he even has a Heisman campaign, truly. Uh, moving on, November 21st uh, against Indiana. This is a team that we both agreed that gives Michigan a good fight, but I doubt they give Ohio State one. I think Ohio State rolls here. Uh, I do, too. Um, again, I still think Indiana – It's. It, it won't be surprising uh, to see what Indiana does to people on a week-to-week basis, but I'm going to go the, the 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 big one here. But again, had that uh, possibility. This 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 game here is going to be one of those where they haven't played a tough game in a few weeks. 
and Indiana's going to come out and punch them in the mouth in the first quarter. They're going to go up 14 nothing. They're going to get all of us Michigan fans a little soft, and we're going to be like, woo, yeah, Ohio State sucks. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you blink, and it's 42-14 to mm-hmm. at half. <laughs> <laughs> at half. So I don't, I don't think this one goes anyway, but, but Ohio State winning big. But uh, moving on here, Saturday, November 28th at Illinois. Again, just not the same level. I wish we were talking a, a a Minnesota or a Wisconsin in here, but we're not. We're talking Illinois. No, I, They're going to blow the bridges and, off these guys too. And, and good for – I mean, people forget Lovey Smith is in Illinois. Like a guy who was in the Super Bowl coaching. Yeah. Is it's not going to matter. And, and no. And it's unfortunate he shaved his beard. I was really digging his big white beard. But I I seen an interview he cut he he uh, he shaved it off uh, unfortunate but uh, they beat Wisconsin last year he's got his, the program is in a better state now than it was a few years ago uh, Ohio State's gonna probably roll this one uh, but trophy game Illy Buck it's probably got dust on it because it hasn't left Ohio State's trophy case in a long time but Juice Williams uh, Juice Williams yeah. <laughs> That's probably the last time, truthfully. It, it was. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, not not too much to really debate here. So, moving on, Saturday, December 5th at Michigan State. At this point, uh, we'll know what Michigan State is. So, it'll be, it'll be an, uh, it'll either be A, an interesting matchup, or B, a non-eventful matchup. And we'll know. At this point, we'll know if Michigan State's actually competing with people and if they're actually playing physical and if they can actually put up a – if they can, this might be a fun game. I think Ohio State still wins pretty comfortably throughout the game, but this might be one that Michigan State actually potentially presses and, and gets some sort of excitement. What do you think? Um, again, yeah, uh, it, it could happen. I think – I think – I think here Ohio State blows the doors off Michigan State, um, and this is a game where us Michigan fans we absolutely hate to watch because yeah, yeah. we both we both despise these schools. And what I hope for, my like, what I what I dream about the night before this game happens is when you have that Madden glitch and both teams are trying to pick the football up on the field and no one can pick the football and it's just rolling and rolling and people are falling over each other on the dog piles and nobody can pick up the ball and then some guy picks it up on the one yard and scores. That's like how I want this game to go. Like, uh, But alas, I'm not that lucky. So uh, Ohio State, I think, is going to just uh, beat the brakes off Mel Tucker's squad. <clears throat> yeah. Well... We're here. You know, we're uh, we're just shy of 47 minutes deep, and we've we've you know made some cases for Michigan. We've made some cases for other teams, and we just ran through Ohio State schedule. And we're not trying to be disrespectful to Ohio State fans by saying we don't want to go in on your games, but these aren't these aren't competitive games. Every single one of these teams outside of Penn State is it's a, it's truly going to be potentially a blowout. But we're here. It's December 12th. It's going to be at the big house. I think we will we will have a better understanding of what this matchup looks like in a few weeks. Um, it, it's it's really hard to predict this game right now. So I, I'm not going to, first off, just me, I'm not leaving any promises out there. Um, but 
noon kickoff like usual. And it's going to be December 12th. And I, I heard this today on a Michigan podcast. Uh, a gentleman looked up the the statistics of snow December 5th and December 12th in the state of Michigan over the last like 20 years. Statistically speaking, it has snowed one of those two weekends for the last 20 years, at least once. There's a good chance it's, it's going to be a snow game. I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go in on my prediction, assuming there's snow on the ground or it's very cold and throwing the ball doesn't make a ton of sense. I think Michigan has a chance. And we'll know how much of a chance as the season goes. And as Joe Milton um, becomes more of the quarterback that we hope he can be. Um, it's tough because my heart thinks that Michigan can beat anybody on any Saturday. And I, I still think they can. But right now, there's uh, there might have to be a new rule on the pod. And that's just like the Browns are the Browns until they're not the Browns. And Russell Wilson's the top quarterback in the NFL. And this might have to be a rule. Michigan can't beat Ohio State until they do it. And I don't know that this is the year. It's probably not. It's probably not. The weather is only playing in in the favor of Michigan here. Uh, And by that is if it is a snow game, that's going to dumb down the aerial assault and the ability to put two like big plays in space that uh, Ohio State does so well. Uh, I'm at a point in my life now where, when it comes down to this game, I still get goosebumps. I still get into it, but I, you, I gotta see it to believe it. Prove me wrong. Yeah, and you know for. For those who don't know, I I have a YouTube channel that I used to upload hype videos, and I every off season I'd make a Michigan hype video for the Michigan before the Michigan State preseason or a pregame hype video before the Ohio State one. And after a while, it's just uh, it, this game has just worn on me so much where I just uh, just take the pipe for three hours, really. Um, but if it's snowing. I think this game could look a lot like 2007 when they were in Ann Arbor, uh, Michigan losing 14 to three. That game, yeah, that was Michigan, rough. I was there. Michigan was hampered with injuries that game. Chad Henney didn't even play. He had Ryan Mallett out there. Yeah, uh, and I think Mike Hart was a non-factor. Exactly. The biggest play of the game was uh, Beanie Wells taking one to the house, uh, and that was like towards the end of the game. So, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game depending on the weather. If it's fair enough outside. Uh, I think this could be an ass spanking, but Michigan now, better hope Michigan better hope they can get their shit together, or they can. I don't know. We'll see. For what it's worth, uh, last year on Christmas Day, it was fifty-two degrees at my house, and I live in Ohio. Who knows? Who knows? It could be twenty and snow, or it could be fifty degrees. I mean. Truthfully, we, we won't know, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think a snow game helps Michigan's chances. I don't think – I'm not going to say it gives them an advantage because I, I personally don't believe that Michigan has an advantage in any category against Ohio State right now. It would be very hard for me to pick one out. Uh, yep. 
I I think the only thing they probably you could say that they're more experienced is the running game. Uh, Michigan had a ton of guys carrying the ball last year, so there's tons of running backs that have had their opportunities. But ultimately, Ohio State's a better running team than they have been. And yeah, I don't know. As of right now, I'm gonna give Ohio State my prediction as a W. But this is something that uh, you know we haven't even talked about. But hopefully mid-season maybe we're you know before before this game we're able to get on and give our true predictions as to what we've seen and um i'm sure that the members of the real talk facebook world and uh everybody will give their opinions but yeah it's very easy just to pick ohio state here because they've been winning for so long but uh just like last year and or two years ago in the ncaa tournament you know eventually statistics show that it streaks come to an end the one seed can beat the 16 seed for however many years it was statistics say that the 16 seed will eventually beat the one and it did Yep. statistics show that michigan will eventually get that w again could it be this year in those in those um in those elements with with this quarterback that in my opinion has the ability to be something that Ohio State isn't prepared for. We'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yep, it's uh I'm looking at the at the year by year and to see U of M leading the series fifty eight to fifty one is something else, man. That that the the margin is uh getting very thin. Yeah, I heard a number last year's before the game. People were sharing it around on social media. If you're under the age of like 80, you have a winning record against Michigan. Yeah, well, and and Jim Harbaugh now, you know, when he goes into to a, a high school kid's house to recruit him, that kid like knows nothing about the 90s. <laughs> no. Yeah, he, they barely will remember 2003, and then they'll barely, uh, they'll somewhat remember 2011. Uh, it's just, it's a bummer because Michigan has been really close in some of these games. Um, it, they just, something happens uh, that's not in their favor. Um, but Ohio State, they're going to probably run the table in the Big Ten. Uh, and in my opinion, they're probably going to take on Clemson in the national championship. Um, and Ohio State, again, I, I'll, I'll touch on what I said earlier. Uh, I, I consider myself a realistic you know, a fan. I see everything in the whole picture. And their crossover games are cake. Uh, getting Illinois and Nebraska as your crossover games, that is – and I was getting to a, uh, a bit of a troll uh, scenario with one of the people on the Facebook page who's an Ohio State fan. And whether that person thinks that Ohio State's going to blow out Wisconsin or Minnesota, regardless, that's fine. But the quality of opponent is very, uh, very noticeable here. And the strength of schedule in Ohio State year in, year out is a little softer than the rest of the country. And you can disagree with that. The eye test in 90% of the country's mind will see that Ohio State, I want to say, gets a pat on the back from the Big Ten. 
But here with the schedule is very favorable for them to just one out, go to the natty. And Michigan, uh, I think that six and two is going to be uh, doable. And I think that five and three could happen. Uh, that's just me being uh, true to myself here and my gut feeling. So I think five and three and six and two for Michigan. Yeah, it's it's hard. You know, truthfully, if I'm not a Michigan fan, if I'm looking at this schedule as an objective, I have no no dog in the fight. I'm not a Michigan fan, and I'm not even a Big Ten fan. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, I mean, hell, you know what Michigan's capable of. They lose two to three or four games a year, okay? Penn State, they've had success in the last couple of years. We'll include them. Outside of that, there ain't a single team on here that has a fighting chance at a playoff spot. Michigan's never even scoffed at one. Penn State had a, a, a run, and they ended up playing in a Rose Bowl a couple years back. There ain't another team on this schedule. The, every single one of these games <laughs> is a cakewalk. And, you know, for Ohio State fans to even, even insinuate that their, their schedule isn't cake, and that includes Michigan, you're – you're being oblivious. You're just you're lying to yourselves. And you know, everybody wants to make fun of Alabama playing the Citadels. Pfft. Citadel would be right there with Rutgers. It'd be a close game. <laughs> It'd be a close game. So and, and, and for the record, I do give Ohio State credit for uh during I think towards the beginning of Urban Meyer and the and the Jim Trussell years, they did schedule Texas, they did schedule Cal, they did schedule I think USC maybe. They and they do they do some non conference stuff here and there, but uh, and they were supposed to have Oregon this year. Yes, yeah. So they they do schedule the the non conference uh, every other year or every two years with someone that's um, a formidable opponent. But uh, here, man, uh, the Big Ten take it while you can. Ohio State run with it, and uh, we'll see. You, we'll see you on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, not too much more to go in on this. I, I would love to revisit this in uh, several weeks when this game gets gets near and right before Christmas time and we give our true, honest opinions based off what we see. But outside of that, I think we both agree Ohio State's winning this Big Ten and Michigan's got work to do. And, you know, if they're able to take care of Minnesota, Wisconsin, Penn State, they have a very good chance of, of going into Ohio State undefeated. But I don't think either of us think that's – Based off what this team's shown us, I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to lose to one of those teams. So, we'll see. But, Dan, thanks for joining me on this uh, glorious Thursday night going into the weekend. And I'm super excited to be uh, watching Michigan. And that's going to be with you here in the next couple of days. So Absolutely, buddy. All right. Take care, man. Yep. See you, my man. It's been real.